All right, waivers have cleared for week 10. That means that week 9's in the book. That means that only four weeks left in our regular fantasy season. And we're halfway done with the regular NFL season. But only four weeks left in our regular fantasy season before the playoffs start. And with the league median, that's a potential another eight wins. So let's look and see, see if anybody's out of it. Let's look at all the boom wins. Let's look at the blunders. Let's look at the close finishes, the waiver wire activity, the weekly report, the playoff bracket. Let's dig in. So the finale of week nine was the Chicago Bears of the Pittsburgh Steelers in a game that had quite terrible officiating, but nonetheless was very close. And there were some very, very close matchups. And one of those was Filthy C going up against Iwin. Filthy C ended up winning by seven points, also clearing the league median. This means a double win for Filthy C. This means he's back in the race, guys. He's on the cusp of the playoffs. And he got a, a goose egg from Chase Edmonds, who's now out with a high ankle sprain. But he had Jonathan Taylor, a massive another 43-point week for Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor now a number one running back in the NFL. Absolutely incredible. The crazy thing is he made the bold move of starting Naheem Hines in his super flex spot. Naheem Hines also had a touchdown and 20 fantasy points in this game. That was a huge move. That ultimately propelled... Uh, filthy C to win this game because he only got 8.8 points from Allen Robinson on Monday night, but it, but it was just enough because if he didn't have Allen Robinson Monday night, he wouldn't have got that eight points. If he didn't make all the decisions he made in the rest of his roster, he would not be in the position he's in because you look, Iwin had Pittsburgh's defense. Iwin had Deontay Johnson. So those two guys right there were racking up points and it was just an incredible matchup that came down to the wire, but with the Bears kind of pushing through, Justin Fields getting that last touchdown with Darnell Mooney, uh, really you know, taking away points from the Pittsburgh defense and securing that win for, for Filthy. Uh, incredible, man. If you look how close it was coming down to the stretch of the end of the game, same thing with Carter, the power, and Team Ramsey. Look at how close this was. This was in .05 points. Talk about coming down to the wire. In fact, Team Ramsey ended up winning this game by only 1.35 points. That's how close this matchup was. And uh, Carter is probably contributing this to the only 5.28 points from Joe Burrow, who had a bad week against Cleveland at home. A couple ugly drops from Jamar Chase. The pick six to Denzel Ward, which could have been a touchdown. That was in the red zone. That was a touchdown pass. And so... Uh, man, just bad, bad breaks there because he had James Conner, man, putting up 44 fantasy points, but he had Corey Davis with a goose egg. He had, um, he you know, th this, this is on Carter right here because he had the option. If you go back and look at Sunday before all the action started on Sunday, Carter had the option to play. He picked up Colt McCoy, who ended up putting up almost 20 fantasy points. And he was going to start him in his super flex spot. And then he said, nah, I'm going to pick up Deontay Harris because I'm a Saints fan. I'm a diehard Saints fan. And Deontay Harris has got some juice. I'm going Deontay Harris. Drops Colt McCoy. Cost himself the win there uh, last week in week nine. So another narrow, narrow victory. And he lost this matchup. He lost this matchup. Where'd he go? There he is. 
to uh, Team Ramsey, who now goes 9-9. Nine and nine. So, Mr. Dominator getting a much-needed double win, guys. The league median was uh, right around 128 points. I just barely squeaked over the league median in my win, getting a double win over Dynagod, which was huge for me. You know, I rolled the dice on Adrian Peterson, got a touchdown out of him. I started off hot with Elijah Moore, getting those two touchdowns. Uh, Robert Woods, you know, had another solid, productive game. Uh, I didn't get what I wanted out of Amari Cooper, Jacoby Brissett. I should have gone Colt McCoy there in the super flex spot. But, uh, you know, um, I'm hopefully getting uh, Antonio Brown back this week, Antonio Gibson back from bye week, and I may be playing Alexander Madison if Dalvin Cook is out because of legal reasons, right? They're, they're currently investigating Dalvin Cook, and he's saying, I'm the victim, I'm the victim, but it's a domestic violence and involuntary imprisonment type of case that, could have potential suspension ramifications, and we don't know what's going to happen to Dalvin Cook, and this is why I handcuffed him with Alexander Madison, and so I'm happy I've got Madison because if Cook does not play in Week 10, then I'm going to be slotting up Alexander Madison at the Chargers against Scaladesi. But uh, going back to this Week 9, Mr. Dominator getting the double win over Sharp Hobby. Sharp Hobby's now falling to 12-6. and six. Ridley, 18, beating Team Late Stick. Team Late Stick falls to 8-10. Team Ridley goes to 12-6. So right up there, Scaladesi goes to 7-11. Scaladesi making a comeback, beating Eric Sheff. And I did see Eric Sheff make roster moves last week, as, as well as uh, we just saw him just, just uh, today. He, he had a uh, roster a roster move. I saw him drop. Eric Sheff dropped Amon Ross St. Brown. So this is not me doing this for him. You would see it in the, the chat. It would say commissioner forced roster change. So he's not still hasn't responded to my messages or interacted in the comments here. So but but the, the fact that Eric Sheft has made some moves on his team means that he is out there. Hopefully it's him. It's not somebody else with his phone. I don't know what's going on with the whole Eric Sheft situation, guys, but I do know he's out there. He is making some kind of roster moves and adjustments to his team. And uh, when it, last week when I looked at his roster, he really didn't have anybody on his bench to put in. I mean, look at it. The, the most points on his bench were a defense at eight. But talking about skill position uh, running backs, he didn't have any running backs to slot into that spot. So he probably didn't want to use any of his uh, fab dollars or didn't feel that anybody was out there on the waiver wire to put in somebody. And I don't know what's going on. It looks like I saw him pick up this defense, but then he forgot to put him into the starting roster. So it's like he's he's coming back. So he's like making decisions and then not making decisions. Like not like I saw him make moves, pick up people, but then he's not putting them into a starting roster. That's out of my control. But what I do see is him dropping people, moving some stuff around. That's a sign that you know he's messing with the roster. He's just I guess for whatever reason maybe he's super busy got whatever going on in his personal life on the weekends that he's forgetting to make these uh, start-sit decisions. However, he's still at 12-6, and six, still very much in the, in the runnings here, so he can bounce back uh, by getting some guys in that start, those starting positions this week. We talked about Filthy coming away with a narrow victory, and, and Perry Collectibles, who was once first place in the league off to the hot start, not so much anymore, falling to 11-7 now. Uh, with a double loss this week, Midnight barely, Midnight beat him at 95. So this was not only 
like two of the lowest scoring teams in the league this week besides Eric Sheff. Uh, Midnight beat him with the lowest amount of points, 95.93 over 89.84. And Midnight getting a single win, but not a win to the league median for sure. So you look at the current standings, uh, Sharp Hobbies 12-6, and six, Ridley 18, 12-6, Eric Sheff 12-6, Perry Collectibles 11-7, Midnight 10-8, myself 10-8, and, and that's at sixth position, sixth place there. And then the bottom half of the league, you have Iwin at nine and nine, Ramsey at nine and nine, Late Stick at eight and ten, Scaladesi seven eleven, Filthy at seven and eleven, Mister Dominator seven eleven, Carter the Power six and twelve, Dynagod six and twelve, and so I don't think that anybody is out of it just yet because even at six and twelve, with a possible eight wins left, Sharp Hobbies could lose every single one of the next four weeks. If he loses to the league median, that's a loss. If he loses to his opponent, that's another loss. So over the course of the next four weeks, that's another possible eight wins or eight losses at stake in this league. And um, if you look at the playoff bracket right now, right, there's a total of eight. Uh, there's a uh, one, two, three, four, five, six teams. The top six teams go to the playoffs. And the top two seeds get a first-round buy. So right now, Sharp Hobbies and Ridley 18 would get the first-round buy. It would be myself fighting it out against Eric Sheff in the first bracket, and then AJ Penn State and Midnight McPhee, who just played each other this past week fighting now. But that's in week 14. So there's still four weeks left to make it to the playoffs, guys, all fighting for that big stack of short print rookie cards. All right, we've got... Um, Iwin put Nick Chubb on the trade block. We've got Cooper Rush being dropped from Late Sticks roster as Dak Prescott's making a comeback this week. We saw James Conner go off. Lamar Jackson was the QB of the week. Uh, Elijah Moore, the wide receiver of the week. George Kittle, man, George Kittle, um, the best tight end of the week coming back now for San Francisco. The Browns, the defense of the week, that big monster performance over the Bengals, Teddy Bridgewater, QB Benchwarmer of the Week, Melvin Gordon, RB Benchwarmer of the Week, uh, Darnell Mooney, Wide Receiver Benchwarmer of the Week. So Iwin's really got to be kicking himself for not starting those guys. It definitely would have helped him get that win over Filthy, man. Hmm. Iwin also had Fryermuth, so Iwin could have had a potential three players from a, a Monday night's game in this matchup against Filthy on his bench oh my god that had to be so difficult to watch for iwin watching all those points being racked up this was the best week for pat fryermuth all season long filthy got so lucky uh in fact and he had a really solid week so in a lot of ways you know hey man maybe this was this is destiny for him because of all the bold decisions he's made all season long he's just scrapping for wins starting davis mills and uh what have you and Midnight had uh, Denver's defense on the bench. So then we fast forward to 15 hours ago. So this was last night. We saw the move from Amon, uh, from Eric Sheff made a free agent move. So Aaron, Eric Sheff dropped a player from his roster, but he didn't pick up anybody. Let's see if he bid for anybody. Jared Goff was out there, got picked up for $55 from Late Stick. And you see Eric Sheff put in a bid for this guy. This is not me, man. This is Eric Sheff on his own. I cannot do this uh, stuff for him. Iwin 88 uh, was in at 16, Eric Sheff at 5, Kino at 2, and 
Uh, late stick got him at $55. P.J. Walker is going to get a start this week for injured Sam Darnold with a fractured scapula in his shoulder. And I often wonder this week, and I've thought about this, if Matt Rule and Joe Brady had anything to do with Sam Darnold's fractured shoulder or if this is just perfect timing for, uh, you know, for the for the Panthers, I guarantee you Matt Rule is happy that Sam Darnold's injured. Like, oh, thank God. Perfect timing. He's injured his shoulder, so we don't. it doesn't have to be an ugly media thing. We're bench, benching Sam Darnold for performance. We'll go ahead and give P.J. Walker the start. Then you can see here Eric Sheff was in at $20 for P.J. Walker as well. So Eric Sheff is paying attention. He's trying to plug in holes in his roster. He's trying to make moves. He's out there, guys. He's out there trying to compete. Um and, and then you had Jordan Howard picked up by Scaladesi, dropping Las Vegas Raiders. Jordan Howard, a very mysterious backfield right now in Philadelphia. Kenny Gainwell's not hurt. He wasn't hurt. And for some reason, they gave Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, the premium touches. Although Kenny Gainwell's a rookie, explosive, not really sure what the what the Eagles are doing there. Their, their coaching is uh, Nick Sirianni, man, the coaching decisions play calling decisions on in Philadelphia all season long has been nuts and filthy can attest to that. He's a huge Eagles fan. Tennessee Titans defense being picked up for $5 by late stick. Keno wanted them for three. Couldn't quite get him. Sony Michelle can make a comeback. Three guys in on him. I got him for five. AJ Penn was in on him at two and Ridley at zero. Uh, AJ Penn picked up Seattle's defense for three. Seattle's defense, who are they playing this week and why are they being picked up at Green Bay? So I think the hope is that Jordan Love starts again for Green Bay and, and that would give Seattle's defense a nice nice boost in their, their projected points because Jordan Love had a bad you know inaugural start. He's basically a rookie and um, they put his mom in the nosebleeds, man. Shout out, shout out to Carter the Power and informed me of that. I couldn't believe they put his mom in the nosebleeds for his NFL debut in Lambeau Field. Keno picked up Eno Benjamin, who's going to get more snaps uh, uh, due to the injured Chase Edmonds. Dropped Devontae Freeman. AJ Penn picked up Cameron Bright as Gronk is still uh, is still out. Man, this is uh, some a very interesting, a very interesting storyline to follow. Cameron Bright now coming back. He's could be a viable tight end starter. Uh, I often wonder if it's going to be OJ Howard that's getting a more premium touches there. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with Gronk or OJ Howard. Kind of what behind. Um, Let's see here because Gronk, okay, Gronk is questionable with the back. That's right. He did, took a weird hit to his back. So he is questionable right now. Missed practice already, whether they're resting him because he is a veteran. Yet to be seen. What's going on with OJ Howard? OJ Howard. OJ Howard is not injured. So I don't know, AJ, uh, Andrew, I almost would go with OJ Howard at this point, but. Uh, Antonio Brown's still in a walking boot. I like Tyler Johnson, though, stepping up a lot. And then Dante Foreman picked up by Midnight McPhee, the running back in Tennessee. This is a guy that they just uh, picked up or promoted from. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He just signed earlier in the week with Tennessee after Derrick Henry injured. They signed Adrian Peterson. They signed down to Foreman. So he's just looking to add depth to his roster there. Totally understand it. Let's look at the week 10 matchup. Oh, I'm playing Scaladesi this week. 10 and 8, 7 11. Big matchup. Scaladesi's projected to beat me right now. 
Matt Ryan at Dallas, getting Christian McCaffrey back. That's big time for him, right? Justin Jefferson, Darren Waller, Van Jefferson. Oh, he's going to start Mike White, the White Ranger against me, potentially playing at home against Buffalo. Looks like Mike White is going. Mike White draws another start. Looks like it. Look, he's confirmed start. His form, he's going to be going. This is the biggest game of Mike White's career thus far. He's going to be playing the Buffalo Bills defense. I know that Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills, just for clarification, had the worst game of like his career and worst game of any quarterback this season on Sunday against the Jaguars. But their defense is still playing at a very high level. They still held the Jacksonville Jaguars to only nine points, and they're playing the Jets at home. Big game, divisional matchup, huge implications. Can Mike White perform at the level he did against Cincinnati and the level he did for one quarter against Indianapolis against the top three Buffalo's defense. I love Tampa Bay's defense, by the way, at Washington. I also love the Rams' defense at San Francisco. You love the Rams' defense any given week. Jacoby Brisket, the brisket sandwich. Oh, that's my guy. Yeah, that's right. We're looking at my my roster over here. Now, I may be playing Heineke. The thing is, oh, no, 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 no. I don't have Heineke. I get my leagues mixed up sometimes. I got Trey Lance sitting on the bench. Man, I was hoping to get some more Trey Lance action. I have not seen Trey Lance back yet, though, man. He's not ready, I don't think. He's not ready. He's dealing with a knee injury. I do have Amari Cooper. I've been rolling Conklin, Robert Woods, Mr. Consistent, Elijah Moore. I might chase those touchdowns, but I don't know, man, playing Buffalo. But look, he's got Mike White. I kind of like handcuffing him, you know, so if Mike White starts going off, I like Elijah Moore being a, a benefactor. Elijah Moore's got some juice in the tank as a rookie, man. He's fast. Adrian Peterson, I feel like they're going to give him those goal line touches. He just gets me one, two touchdowns. He's going to pay off. Dalvin Cook. Yeah, we talked about what am I going to do there. Thank God I got Madison. All right, let's keep moving down. Sharp Hobbies at Team Ramsey, 10-27. Sharp Hobbies at 12-6. and six. Ramsey at 9-9. Nine and nine. This is a neck-and-neck neck matchup. Sharp Hobbies got Patrick Mahomes at Las Vegas Sunday night. This is a huge game. Huge game. I want to see what the Vegas odds are. NFL matchups week 10 baltimore miami thursday night that is a 46.5 over under let's go down to sunday night sunday night kansas city las vegas 50 rude 51.5 over under big scoring game is that the biggest game total on the week nope minnesota at the chargers has a 53 over under Gotta love that game. That's why I'll be playing Tyler Conklin, man. Try and capitalize on that shootout scenario there. Tampa Bay at Washington's got a 51.5 over under. We're coming. This is a rematch of the divisional playoff game. Heineke's going to be starting in this game. But uh, both teams have been on bye week. They should be fully rested. Going to be interesting to see what happens there. Ooh, the biggest over under on the week. I just saw it right here. Atlanta at Dallas. The biggest over-under, that's going to be huge implications there. Uh, fantasy goodness to have on both sides. Atlanta, Matt Ryan. Is Calvin Ridley going to play? Man, what's going on with Calvin Ridley, really? Um, but Zacchaeus, I, I don't even know his whole name. Alamito, Zacchaeus, Zacapito. Uh, what's, how do you say that dude's name? But he had a big week last week. Uh, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus. Olamide Zacchaeus. Uh, 19.3 fantasy points, and Kyle Pitts, and Cordell Patterson, 
Mike Davis, man, some fantasy goodness to be had there in that Atlanta-Dallas game because on the other side you get Dak back, which is big for Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. Boom, 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 boom. All right. Uh, looking at the next matchup here, we got Dynagod just expected just to crush Carter the Power. Two teams at 6-12, and 12, two teams in must-win scenarios. Carter the Power is being hit by bye weeks, though. Joe Burrow, Devontae Booker. Who else has he got on bye week? Those, th That's it, but that's his main quarterback and running back because Saquon Barkley is his handcuff, got him on the bench. But he does have DeAndre Swift to slot in there. He does got Tyler Lockett, but he doesn't have... Another quarterback. Oh, he does. He's got Heineke. He's going to slot him in playing against Tampa Bay at home. He's going to hope to get some of that fantasy goodness from Heineke. Connect up with Terry McLaurin. Connect up with Antonio Gibson. Maybe do a little running action there from Heineke. But we know that Tampa doesn't let no quarterbacks run the ball against them. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Cleveland Devens, Dallas Devens about neck and neck there. Trevor Lawrence in the Superflex at Indianapolis. That's going to be an interesting one there to see Dynaga. Dynaga, though, Josh Allen at the Jets. Of course, the big storyline is Josh Allen. What the heck's going on with him? He's falling off like Patrick Mahomes. These guys, people losing a lot of money in their rookie cards. Let's see if they bounce back. See if they get something going here. Uh, we bounce back to the Vegas, the Vegas MVP odds. And I have this typically, I thought, saved. Yeah, yeah, MVP odds right here. Josh Allen is now tied with Tom Brady as the favorite to win the MVP. It really was a bad week from Josh Allen. I know Midnight said he had a bad week the week before, but he turned it on in the fourth quarter and led his team to the win in week eight. Um, who are they playing? It's on the tip of my tongue. I can't, can't quite remember. Yeah, Miami. They played Miami at home, so he had 35 fantasy points. Really not bad. Um, no interceptions, so wasn't wasn't a bad week for Josh Allen in Week Eight, all things considered. He only had 249 passing yards, but it was two touchdowns. Their defense is carrying a lot of the load here. Last week, though, absolutely no excuses. Terrible week from Josh Allen. So him and Tom Brady tied for. And so Carter, Carter is going to be facing a big uphill battle this week against Dynagod. Mr. Dominator continuing his comeback in the league. Neck and neck with Ridley, who's now tied for first place at 12-6. and 7-11, 12-6. big matchup right here. These teams are both neck and neck. I mean 50-50 down the middle. Slight edge to Ridley 18. Got to give it to her with my man Tom the Goat Brady there in her QB1 spot. Jerry Judy. Michael Pittman Jr. Love Michael Pittman Jr. at home against Jacksonville. Love Kyle Pitts at Dallas. Probably going to draw maybe some Trayvon Diggs, maybe some Micah Parsons. But Kyle Pitts is just an animal, man. Kyle Pitts is a stud. She's been rolling out double tight ends with the PPR premium on tight ends. TJ Hawkinson. I can get on board with that. I love that move with the tight end reception premium there, the PPR in the league. Definitely puts a little premium on this. And then look at this. Big Ben against Detroit this weekend at home versus Mac Jones at home against Cleveland. Who do you like there? I mean, on paper, we can kind of go Big Ben, but this could very much be a Najee Harris show against Detroit. They've been letting running backs gash him up. Cleveland, on the other hand, 
Nope. It's all about that play scheme. It's all about the adjustments and the play calling that Belichick and McDaniels draws up. They draw it up right. Mac Jones is going to go out there and execute, and they can take advantage because we've seen teams. Look at the Chargers went off on Cleveland for 40-something points. Like I said, a lot of drops last week from Jamar Chase. This could be a big game for uh, Mac Jones. We know Cleveland is definitely going to put up points. Or this could be a very low-scoring game. I don't know. That's one of those ones that's up in the air. I'd love to hear A.J. Penn State's take on it as he's a huge, um, he's a huge Bostonian and uh, New England Patriots fan. So very neck-and-neck matchup there. And then we got late stick at Iwin. Another matchup. Look at the projections on this one, guys. These teams are both right on the cusp of the playoffs, 9-9, nine 8-10, and, nine, and 10, fighting to get in. So close. I win now forced to go with P.J. Walker. Are we going to see some dual threat production out of P.J. Walker at Arizona? Certainly a game in which it should be forced into a shootout, right? Arizona puts up so many points on a weekly basis, one of the highest scoring uh, teams in the league, and that means that Carolina is going to be forced to produce, right? We'll see if we can get it. You get Christian McCaffrey back this week, D.J. Moore, Robbie Anderson, the whole nine yards. What it? You know, let's see if Carolina can go out and keep up with Arizona. That's going to be on P.J. Walker's shoulders in a lot of uh, a lot of cases, you know. Dak Prescott, though, coming back, and I, I know I, I Late Stick's really happy about that. The 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 tough part about this is <laughs> Iwin's a big Dallas Cowboys fan, and Late Stick is a Chicago guy. So on one side, you got Iwin having to sit here and look at his opponent. He wants the Cowboys to win, of course, and... uh but his fantasy opponent has got two Dallas Cowboys on his roster. He's got, you know, Dak Prescott and Dalton Schultz. And so this is going to, this is kind of like one of those bittersweet moments where he's hoping that all the offensive production Sunday is just a Ezekiel Elliott day, right? He's hoping that Ezekiel Elliott goes out, gets four touchdowns on the ground, and it's just, they just feed the crap out of him and he just gets all the production. Dallas Cowboys still win. I think that would be an ideal scenario. For Iwin, whereas Late Stick's hoping it goes through the air from Prescott to Schultz. He's got my guy, Mike Evans. I'm definitely rooting for him from a you know a fandom standpoint. Austin Eckler, one of the true bell cows in the league. So you got a couple bell cows squaring off here. Cordell Patterson uh, has been totally electric this year. I mean, look at the fantasy points from Cordell Patterson on a weekly basis. Starting in week two, 22.8. Week three, 14.6. Week four, 35.3. Week 5, 17.7. 6 was a buy. Week 7, 15.9. Week 8, 17.5. And week 9, 20.4. So, dude, he's a must-start every week. Deontay Johnson, must-start. Mark Andrews, must-start. Hunter Renfro now, hopefully soaking up some of those targets from uh, Henry Ruggs. Got targeted nine times last week, so that's big time for him. He's become now like a Cole Beasley type of must-start guy. Pittsburgh's defense. Melvin Gordon, close matchup there. Another neck-and-neck neck scenario. Then you got Eric Sheff. Eric Sheff has plugged the holes in his roster, guys. Uh, he's still got Aaron Rodgers in there, but as of right now, Aaron Rodgers could or could not play. And there's a chance. There's a chance. I saw a tweet. There's a small possibility that he would un be unavailable to play against the Seahawks on Sunday. He tested positive for COVID last week, and he had to miss a minimum of 10 days because he before he could return because he wasn't vaccinated. And that's what all the the controversy was around last week. They were just upset with him because he wasn't vaccinated. But 
you know, that's his personal choice, neither here nor there. So there's a chance that he may miss again this week. That would be a Jordan Love start. Otherwise, you know, uh, he's got he's got some guys he could slot in there. Potential uh, Noah Fant, uh, Randall Cobb he could put in there in, in the super flex spot. But he's got Marquez Valdez Scanley. So Team Eric Chef's roster is not as good as it once was. Debo Samuel, though, have an incredible season. Kamara potentially struggling with an injury. Kamara lost more snaps and more targets last week to uh, Mark Ingram. And there's like speculation that he could be struggling with an injury as the Saints have been uh, trying out some new running backs to add depth to the roster this week. On the other side, man, though, Perry Collectible is now getting hit with bye week and the return of David Montgomery. That means he's down Khalil Herbert. Kyler Murray still not fully healthy. We don't know if he's going to come back. Uh, he doesn't have Colt McCoy on his bench. He's got Joe Mixon on a bye week. He's got T. Higgins on a bye week. So this is going to be slim pickings and tough decisions. Tyrod Taylor on a bye week. Derek Carr had a bad week, but he's got a big game at Kansas City this week. So as of right now, Eric Sheff is projected to beat Perry Collectibles, but definitely a close matchup, big matchup to watch there of two of the top teams in the league. And then you got, last but certainly not least, two of the most competitive teams in the league at Filthy C versus Midnight. Filthy C, what's going on here? He's projected to lose in a big way. Chase Edmonds down and out with a high ankle sprain. Carson Wentz at home against Jacksonville. Uh, beneficial matchup, but he's he's got him stacked with Jonathan Taylor. Naheem Hines, he's trying to get all that rushing offensive production out of that uh, Indianapolis team, including their defense, playing Jacksonville. He's all in on the Indianapolis game. Dearnest Johnson may get a big week, as I just heard today that Nick Chubb has been exposed to or in the vicinity of COVID. And, um, man, this is, I think, going to be another start for Dearnest Johnson. Look, check this out. Week 10 status to be determined. Kevin Stefanski indicated Wednesday that he didn't have updates on either Chubb or Felton, where both placed on the reserve COVID-19 list Tuesday. Nate Ulrich of the American of the Akron Beacon Journal reports. I guess that's the Cleveland newspaper there. So not good, not good, but great for Filthy, if you know what I mean. So he can play him some Ernest Johnson this week. That's definitely going to fill in for Chase Edmonds, but he's still got to figure out what to do in that super flex spot. I got Brandon Ayuk, man. Brandon Ayuk finally broke out and had the best week of his season in week nine against Arizona, 15.5 or 15.9 fantasy points. So can he continue to find the end zone? He got the most targets he's seen. It was a really big game for Brandon Ayuk. You love to see it, man. A lot of us have invested in Brandon Ayuk rookie cards. We love that. But on the other side, Midnight's got Matt Stafford at San Francisco. He's got Aaron Jones at home, who is now... This is an interesting situation to watch because Aaron Jones, much like Alvin Kamara, but very similar in the sense that Aaron Jones is losing snaps, losing targets to A.J. Dillon. However, A.J. Dillon's a second-year player. Mark Ingram is a 12-year player. <laughs> so um, he's also got Rashad Bateman on the bench, man. This is this, He's got Tony Pollard on the bench, projected 11.52. He might get more work this week as they're trying to preserve the legs and keep Ezekiel Elliott healthy going into the actual real playoffs for the Dallas Cowboys. 
Got Johnny Manziel 2.0 playing at New England. We talked about that matchup briefly. Denver's defense in Mile High Stadium against Philadelphia. This could be good for Denver's defense. So a very close matchup. Emmanuel Sanders, Dalton Knox. He's got a lot riding on that Buffalo defense, but they've got a much... Well, you would think that they had an easy matchup last week against Jacksonville, but we got to expect that Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills wants to make up for that terrible performance in Week 9 with a big bounce back Week 10 against the Jets. Come on, guys. It's a division matchup against the Jets. So we'll see what they can do, man. But a uh, very close matchup. Najee Harris is the bell cow every week. Look at the fantasy points of Najee on a weekly basis. Whew. I know he's happy he drafted him. Anybody who drafted Najee are happy. He's a stud. That's it, what I got for you guys right now. Enjoy the game tomorrow night. Massive game uh, tomorrow night, guys. The Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens are playing the Miami Dolphins tomorrow night. 46.5 over under. Mm, that's going to be a fun game to watch, guys. Not going to have a Tua. But I love to watch Rashad Bateman, Lamar Jackson. The, the entire Baltimore offense is so much fun to watch. And, you know, they got some rookies and some big playmakers on Miami. I'm a big Miles Gaskin fan. And I love Jalen Waddle. So, you know, I think he's got a ton of potential, although he's played a lot better. With Tua, Jacoby Brissett is not a terrible quarterback. We'll see if he can get something going tomorrow night. I may start him just for fun. Maybe you guys make some side bets with me on a Thursday night. It's fun. Enjoy the action. I'll be back real soon to break it all down next time. Good luck. Have fun. Play hard. See you then. Peace.